Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education. And I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Today we are going to discuss the importance of youth voice and how a youth council can assist organizations with getting guidance and input from the students they serve. According to a report from the National League of Cities entitled Promoting Youth Participation, youth councils are a popular and effective way to get young people involved in solving problems and becoming more actively engaged in their community. Students who participate in youth councils are empowered to know that they have the skills and capacity to make a contribution and their actions can effectively create positive change. They possess an awareness and motivation about the needs for positive change in their world that is based on knowledge and past experiences. According to a practical guide to engaging youth in policymaking by Martin, Pittman, Berber, and McMahon, true engagement of young people creates a process for change in youth organizations and is a fundamental shift in how decisions are made. To discuss the benefits of youth council is my guest, Gloria Guzman, who is the Youth Civic Engagement Director for the YMCA of Greater Houston. Gloria, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Michael, for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for finding some time for us to uh, squeeze this interview in. Um, My first question is, tell us what a youth council is, and originally, what was the purpose for the YMCA to develop their youth council? A youth council can be many things, but specifically for us, our youth council is comprised of students that have participated in our programs before, specifically high school students. Um, We typically only intake uh, 10th grade and above, so they have to have at least participated with us one year. And the reason for developing the youth council, um, it's fairly new. I wanna say we started it a few years ago, not not too long ago. But the reason for starting it was is because, you know, the YMCA is a youth-centered organization and we really wanted our teen programs to be um, youth-centered, led by youth, youth, programmed by youth. And so the Youth Council helps us to be able to do that and keep the youth at the center of everything that we do for our teens. How did you select the students to be on your council and approximately how many students do you currently have serving on the Youth Council? That's a great question. Uh, Currently, right now, we have two that have graduated out, and so we only have four, but we are taking nominations. They have to be nominated by their team director. Um, Typically, it's a student that shows a lot of leadership ability within their um, club at their YMCA, somebody who um, likes to impact change and who likes to program and has a a strong um, sense of how to use their voice. A lot of times it's a student that a team director nominated because they think that they need um, that extra additional support because they see the leadership abilities and they want to kind of cultivate that. So this is the right place to do that because it's a safe place for them to kind of begin to develop those leadership qualities that they, their team director sees that they have. In your opinion, what are the benefits for having a youth council for the YMCA? as well as what are some benefits for the students that participate in in the youth council? Um, In my opinion, I think the ones who benefit the most from the youth council would be the YMCA itself, right? Because um, at least in our YT Life programs, we really 
lean on the youth council to kind of give us guidance on the direction that our programs should take. They kind of serve as, if you can think of um, how a board functions, um, they kind of serve as our advisory board. You know, if there's something that we are thinking about doing with our teens, um, we bring it to youth council first and let them decide if this is something that we should pursue. Um, so I, I think the benefit comes mostly for the, for us at the Y because it, it really does allow us as a Y Teen Life program to have um, programs that are really, really centered on youth voice, right? Um, but for the teens themselves, I think that really gives them an opportunity to exercise leadership in a form outside of their school, right? Because at school they can be in student council and things like that, but they're very limited opportunities. And here, the youth council students are the ones that are chosen to go and speak on boards or to represent us when we need a team to go out and do something in the community. Um, they are the ones that plan all of our citywide events for our Y Teen Life program. So they do play a very active role in how we carry out our Y Teen Life programming. And so I think that they get the benefits of learning how to be a leader in programming and um, just learning how to use their voice in a positive way so that they are heard um, and that the adults are receptive to what they're saying because they see that we are receptive to what they're saying. So I think there's a mutual benefit, but at the end of the day, I think the YMCA benefits more from having them. And you said uh, your youth council is only a couple of years old? I've recently started to be the one to work with them, then, but I want to say they're maybe about four or five years old. Um, and so we've had cohorts of students that have already graduated and are out in college and doing their thing. But, um, but yeah, I think it's about four or five years old. I would imagine that being a part of the Youth Council is definitely something you can put on your uh, uh, letters of interest for colleges and things like that. So uh, I'm sure, you know, the leadership skills, um, confidence, all those types of things that being involved in something like this is definitely a benefit for um, high school kids as they go on, uh, on to college. What do you see as the future impact of the Youth Council and the YMCA service delivery? So that's a great question. Part of what I'm tasked with doing in my role as Youth Civic Engagement Director at the Y um, is figuring out how we can properly incorporate youth into our boards, our, our advisory boards at each of our YMCA locations. And so um, one of the things that we've kind of talked about, the future of the, um, the YYC is what we call it, the Youth Advisory Council. Um, so the future of the YYC being some of those students that we're kind of grooming to be on the boards, um, giving them more of a um, more of a function of like a board right now. They're not technically a board, but with the way that the YMCA is kind of in the direction that the YMCA is kind of moving, um, we really want to get to the point where we are providing these youth with training on how to participate in a, an advisory board the voting process, things like that, so that they are able to go out and serve on our boards within our centers. Um, that gives them an opportunity to engage at their local community level um, in a little bit stronger way than they do with our Y Teen Life program, because with our Y Teen Life program and the advisory council, they're advising us on the things that we should do in the program. But at the Y, they're going to be advising you know, the executive director on the direction that maybe the why the should go with programming for that specific community and what that community needs. And so um, the hope is that we're going to be grooming some of these 
students in the YYC right now um, to be those future youth board members. So that's a really exciting thing that we're kind of working on right now. And it's probably, I think it's the next more natural step for our YYC. Now that's an awesome skill because I, I recall the first time I've actually were on boards and you know the norms and the procedures and all of those types of things. It's not something that is taught in school or anything like that. And so unless you are engaged in some sort of activity that has that structure, it does seem a little foreign at first. So um, I think I'll applaud you guys for doing that. And uh, it's a very unique Yeah, story. and you know, if I can say something um, to, to that effect, right? Um, a lot of times when you think of boards, you think, especially when I look at some of our YMCA boards, they're comprised of older people, right? Um, and I think we need some young voices in our boards and it's really important to have those voices to challenge the opinion of the older folks maybe in, or the perception of what the community needs because it's gonna look a lot different. And our youth really do know um, what the community needs sometimes. We just have to give them an opportunity to, to kind of express that. And so I think it's really exciting. So. Yeah, I mean, um, the perceptions of some older people in regards to what they did when they were younger uh, is totally different than what a lot of our youth are experiencing today. So yes. yeah, definitely having that input is, as well as, you know, helping them plan for the future or the YMCA plan for the future is a, a really great uh, concept. Um, if you were to advise any agency interested in starting a youth council, what would you tell them? The first thing I would say is that you have to be, um, first, the adults have to be physically ready to want to take the advice of the youth, right? Um, they are an advisory council. They are advising you on the direction. If you do this right, you they're advising you on the direction that your programs are going to kind of go, right? So you have to be willing and able to kind of listen, but also um, intake what they're saying, not just listen and let it fall like on deaf ears, as they say, um, but listen and actually take that and turn it into action, right? So that would be the very first thing. And then the second thing would be um, to just kind of be open-minded about who you allow to be on your advisory council. Um, this is why we don't, I, I want to think that this is why we don't like just open it up for students to nominate, right? The teen, the adult person that is working with this teenager on a day-to-day -day basis in programming is the one nominating them because they might see something in that student that that student doesn't necessarily see in themselves yet or that others don't see in them. And so don't um, be, be open-minded about who you decide to involve in this process, the teens that you decide to involve in this process because some of those students that are the quiet ones, the shy ones, the ones that you wouldn't think of normally having on an advisory council or on a board, are some of those students that have some of the best opinions sometimes, some of the most valuable input. Um, they just don't have a space to kind of do that, you know, especially in our minority communities. If, you know, I, I will say that a lot of our YYC students that are that do come from a minority, community, you know, our black and brown communities, um, they're not used to using their voice in that way. Adults are not normally asking them, hey, what do you think? Should we do this? You know, it's the other way around. They're being told what to do. And so it's kind of like a shift in thinking for them. But when you are able to make that shift um, in that in that teenager, it's amazing the growth that you will see to begin to happen in those youth. So those two things are going to be important, not underestimating any youth that could be a part of this. 
and making sure that you're prepared to actually listen to what they're saying. Um, how often do your youth council meet? So because of COVID, it's been interesting, right? Um, I think everybody starts saying that after a while now, we're just kind of tired of hearing it, but it has been interesting. Um, we've been meeting virtually. Our YYC comes from a lot of different areas in the city too, and Houston is so big, right? So, um, so we've been meeting virtually and we meet twice a month. We, this year, are gonna transition back into in-person. Um, and I think we will still meet virtually um, once a month, twice a month, but we'll have an in-meeting person like quarterly just to bring everybody together and because it's been working really well. I think one of the things that we found out is how effective we truly can be virtually. Um, and so it's been working really well. And so, but just still giving them that opportunity to engage with each other in person, I think is really important. So um, we haven't really tuned out what that looks like, but right now we're still sticking to virtually just because they're so spread out throughout the yeah. city. Yeah, I think uh, that, that is one of the silver linings, I guess, with um, people working remotely. Um, yeah. For me, actually doing a lot of the virtual interviews and you know getting to meet with people, it's a lot easier to set it up virtually versus somebody having to travel back and forth. So it does give you a little bit of, uh, of flexibility. Um, my last question is, do you have any final comments, thank yous, or shout outs that you want to uh, send? <laughs> So um, I think when it's important to just recognize the people who have been doing this work for a long time in our in our organization. I've been with the YMCA for a long time, but Sherry Bernard, she's my supervisor. And not because she's my supervisor, am I giving her a shout out, but because truly I think that she has really paved the way within the YMCA movement um, for our teens to have really strong programming. Um, and it shows because now she's, a VP in our organization, right? But um, but for her and her ideas and just kind of supporting our teens when they have crazy ideas or things that we would think are wild and out, you know, uh, just for being that supportive person for, for us, the teen directors and for the teens. And I would just plug, you know, to anyone, just get connected with your why. There's so many things that you could do. Um, I don't know who listens to this, if it's organizations or students, but whoever it is, like there's so many things that you get can get connected to do for teenagers, middle and high school age youth that the YMCA does really well. And we could work together and make sure that we're meeting the needs of our youth um, in a holistic way, right? So um, I would just, you know, encourage everyone um, to be a part of that, so. Making after school cool. Well, Gloria, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode of the Making Our School Cool podcast. You're so welcome. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us for this episode, where our topic focused on discussing and developing a youth council. Please join us for future broadcasts as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.